Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God which engages us is the gospel lesson read previously. Thus far the text. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, I have a question for you this morning, and here it is. Are you free? In other words, do you consider yourself to be a person who is free? Well, on first consideration of that question, you might think to yourself, well, of course I'm free. I'm a citizen of the United States of America, the land of the free, as the national anthem describes us. Of course I'm free. But the type of freedom that Jesus is describing in the gospel lesson for today is not a political freedom. In fact, it's a freedom that Christ offers to all people whether they live in a democracy or in a dictatorship. We might refer to it as a spiritual freedom, for it is freedom from sin, death, and the devil. And although in this country we are conceived and born with political freedom, we are anything but conceived and born with spiritual freedom. In fact, as Scripture tells us, we are conceived and born slaves to sin. Ever since our first parents, Adam and Eve, sinned, sin has owned us. It controlled us. It determined what we would say, what we would think, what we would do, even where we would spend eternity. And in all of my years, I have never heard of or seen anyone who was so troubled by sin as was Martin Luther, particularly his own sin and his own guilt before God. He was obsessed with the fact that one day he was going to have to stand before a holy and righteous God. And so, as a result, he even resorted to punishing himself. He would beat himself. He would go for days without food as he was fasting. He would stay up sleepless nights in prayer. These and many other things, thinking that if he did these things, that somehow the wrath of God toward his sin would be diminished somewhat. Well... And Luther also, we know, confessed sin for hours on end, marathon sessions confessing his sin before a priest. One time, Luther went on in one of these marathon confession sessions, was finished, got up, started walking away, and then remembered that he had forgotten a sin and came back and started confessing once again. On another occasion, the person to whom he was confessing said, why don't you come back when you have something serious to tell me? Now, before we pile on Luther too much, we have to admit that there is a temptation for us in this as well, a temptation to try and make ourselves a little better before God, a little more pleasing before God, maybe just a little worthy of his attention and his favor. But of course, 
That is not scriptural, and it's a futile attempt, as Luther found out. You see, nothing that Luther could do, nothing that he was going to pursue, brought him that comfort and that peace and that encouragement that he was so desperately seeking. He found out in a very personal and in a very hard way that we can do nothing to escape our sinful, dreadful condition. Indeed, as Paul puts it in our epistle lesson for today, by works of the law shall no human being be declared righteous before God. Our freedom needed to come from outside of ourselves. We needed a liberator. We needed someone to set us free. And thanks be to God that Christ is our freedom. As he says in the gospel lesson for today, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. His words are the truth to you concerning why he came to this earth, namely to give his life as a ransom for many. His words are truth to you concerning his love for you, namely, greater love hath no man than this, than that he lay down his life for his friends. And his words are truth to you concerning matters of death and eternal life, namely, he who believes in me, even though he die, yet shall he live. Jesus Christ is your freedom. Freedom from sin, guilt, death, the devil, hell, punishment, and condemnation. And it is all given to you, totally free as a gift from God. It's not something we try to achieve or obtain in life. It is given totally free as a gift, received with the outstretched arms and hands of faith, that faith itself also a gift from God. As Paul puts it again so well in our epistle lesson for today, we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. And what a change that realization made in the life of Martin Luther. Gone was the anxiety of trying to do enough for God, and it was replaced with the joy of realizing all that God had done for him and for all of us in and through his son, Jesus Christ. Gone was all of the pressure of trying to earn our own forgiveness in his life, and it was replaced with the peace of knowing that Christ has done it all with his blood shed on the cross and his life given there. What a difference that realization made in the life of Martin Luther. And now I come back, though, to that question I asked you at the beginning. Are you free? Do you consider yourself a person who is free? Of course, yes, a thousand times over. Again, as Christ says in the gospel lesson, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. 
But now I have another question for you. What is it you would like to do with your freedom? What is it you intend to do with your freedom? In the year 1520, three years after Luther nailed up the 95 Theses, he wrote a small document entitled, On the Freedom of the Christian. And that document contained two statements that at first seemed to be direct contradictions. The first statement, the Christian is completely freely Lord, subject to no one. And the second statement, the Christian is a dutiful servant, subject to all. How do we square those two statements? In Christ we are free, free from sin, death, and the devil. And as people whom Christ has set free, we now in love, Christian love, voluntarily place ourselves in service to our neighbor. Whether that neighbor is under our roof at home or someone halfway around the world whom we will never meet. The focus and the spotlight goes off of us and our needs and our wants and our desires and goes on to the need of our neighbor. It's what Christ meant when he said, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what we as people who have been freed by Christ do. This past week, you should have received a mailing like this from Al Kepke, head of our stewardship effort here, and from me. This mailing is designed to give us all the opportunity to consider the year 2020 and how, first of all, we might continue in the words of Christ with all the different worship services and Bible class opportunities we have here, and then also how we might continue in the offering ourselves of service to our neighbor through the offering of time, talent, and treasure. And in two weeks, on Saturday, November 9, and Sunday, November 10, each of us will have the opportunity to make a commitment, one that is known only to you and to God because no one signs this sheet, and place it in one of the baskets that will be in the back of the church in the narthex or in the back of the, church, back of the gym in the Livingstone service. It's our hope that this will be a very beneficial and a real blessing as an exercise for all of us to sit down with the Word of God and examine our lives in response. And it is my prayer that Christ will continue to see us here at St. Paul's as people who are fervently continuing in His Word as His disciples and knowing the truth and fervently offering ourselves in service to Him and one another through the offering of time, talent, and treasure. All of it dedicated to the one who has set us free to be free indeed. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guide our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.